Welcome to the podcast. Wow. Hey, friends. <laughs> Welcome to Ball and Sold. I'm Carice. And I'm Taylor. And we are your volunteers as a military spouse and 16 years of a military sponsor. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay. As a Marine. 16 years as a Marine. How is it going? So I, I think I lost count, but I think we're like 26 days or something into this quarantine. Maybe. I don't know. Today's Good Friday. Happy Holy Week for those of you celebrating. How are you guys doing? I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things going around on social. It's just uh, a lot of check-ins, which I think is awesome. Uh, just kind of seeing how everybody's doing, how everyone's coping. And I think <laughs> um, there's different ways for sure. Um, but we thought we would kind of share how you doing with you guys, basically. I'm sorry and for that one. That's you're twice. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I will say um, I practice um, on a holistic level with um, in my career. So I thought, why not do the same thing? Um, and just for you, uh, to me, holistically means um, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Those are the four elements of our holistic bodies, of our entities. And so. I like to check in um, on that level. I think, you know, it's great that people are talking about um, exercise right now and people are talking about meditation and uh, prayer and all that. But I thought, <clears throat> why only focus in on one thing when we can kind of share all the things and because we're all dealing with all the things at the same time. So, Taylor, how you doing? Well, you know, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I'm actually pretty good for right now. So physically... Uh, when we start talking about that, I'm actually, you know, based off of the situation and where we're at right now, we're kind of limited. You know, as of last week, we found out, you know, Oceanside Beach got closed down right at midnight on Friday. So that opportunity to go surfing out the window. And and, and the last one of the last beaches were Coronado. That also got closed out. So a lot of the physical stuff that I usually like doing, whether there's any, you know, water activity is limited or can't even access that. So physically I'm doing a lot better because now it's allowing me to focus on the simplicity or the simple things that I can do where the routine still remains the same early morning, wake up and then hit the gym, uh, on the equipment that we have locally. And it's gotten me through every day so far, Monday through Friday. So Saturdays and Sundays can be more of a relax, the physical side of the house and recuperate and recover. How about yourself? Yeah. So I, um, it's been a few weeks, I think, since we've gone surfing, maybe two and a half. But it was definitely, it was like Oceanside shut down the beaches twice. It was super weird. It was like, okay, after tomorrow, no one's going to be allowed at the beaches anymore because too many people are going and they're making it look like spring break. And that's not the point. The whole point is to stay away from each other. So we went surfing like two days before that happened, I think, or the day before that happened. And then it happened again last weekend. And we were like, oh, there people were surfing again. And, you know, everyone, like not everyone, but we went out. Um, we went on a really nice bike ride, actually, from our house to a local uh, small business restaurant who we were told was struggling. Um, and he was trying to keep all of his employees. And he was trying to, you know, stay in business the best that he can and provide for the families that he um, employs, basically. And so we thought, okay. So we ordered for him. We picked up food. And we took it down to the beach. And we ate on the beach. And it was, like, super calm. There wasn't a lot of people there. Um, and the people, the families that were there were absolutely segregated. They were keeping their distance. But there were surfers. And we're like, wait, I thought this was already closed. Like, how is this? How are they doing this? 
And then we heard like at midnight that night, it was reinstated. Like, nope, they are completely. And they did. They barricaded off um, all accesses to the beaches, to the the boardwalk, basically, and the parking lots. Like everything's like taped off or blocked off. And there's cop cars everywhere just kind of monitoring and stuff. Um, however, that being said, our wetsuits are still hanging on the porch. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. And the funny thing was when that message came out and it hit the news, you just started seeing everybody running to the beach. All the surfers with their shortboards, the longboards, and then the waters weren't that good. I mean, they were decent conditions, but they all ran out there. And that's when we were like, oh, wow, everybody's getting their last, you know, vitamin C, you know, bef- intake before everything gets shut down and that's what sucks yeah and i will say i have some really amazing friends because i uh i don't i think it was before last weekend so before you know we officially heard that this was for sure a shutdown because what we were hearing is that boats were still being able to leave the marina and go out and so i was like oh okay if boats can go out then like a kayak or a paddleboard can go out and um i have both and i love to do both and it's it's a it's a very active thing that i enjoy but it's also like my own meditation it's like my escape and that um, and so I sincerely thought about going out like when I got off work last week on my Friday, I was like, oh, maybe I should go like the sun was out because it's been pretty rainy here. And it was like a sunny day. And I thought about it and I will. I had no idea that it was enforced already. I maybe it wasn't for Oceanside. So maybe I could have gotten away with it. But I had a really good friend that sent me the article about the Malibu paddleboarder. <laughs> who was uh, like completely away from all other human beings out in the middle of the ocean in open water. He was nowhere near anybody else, but a police boat um, basically came up and arrested him and gave him a thousand dollar fine because he was not adhering to the rules that had already been, been instated for, I think it was LA County as Malibu is a part of that. So uh, that was like a, okay, yep, no, nope, I'm good. Never mind. I mean, I'd really love to, but it is not worth a thousand dollars for me to do that. But yeah, physically it's, um, as everyone else, I miss the liberties of, uh, being able to go outside of being able to go surfing or go paddleboarding or kayaking. I have never taken where we live for granted and I never will. And I love, this area for many, many reasons. And unfortunately, all of those reasons have been taken away or are unaccessible at the moment. And so it's kind of mourning the loss of that. Um, I'm also, I'm just a very physically active person, but not in like, I don't go for a run every day. I wish I was that disciplined. Um, It's not in my body to do so, but I do other things. And so it's been a um, adaptation right? Of course, all of us are adapting to this new norm. And so while I miss, you know, even looking at the water or being on the water um, and doing those physical activities, I found alternatives. So for me, it's been a lot of yoga, which I'm still very, very grateful that my yoga studio is providing online videos for us so that we can still do it in our living room. So yoga, hot Pilates, which is now just regular Pilates because I don't have a hundred degree room in my house. Um, and uh, dancing, which Taylor and I have been able to do together at, you know, when we have time to just kind of dance it out in our in our living rooms where, again, this was a part of my January 2020, which had carried over from last year is like goals of things I want to do is like get better because it's it's always looked fun to me and I've never really gotten to learn that. Um, and so now we're doing it in our house, in our living room, and it's been a lot of fun. 
But that sincerely has been like my personal saving grace, along with physically having a purpose to get up in the morning. And I commend all of you who are sincerely either isolated, alone in your homes, like you are living by yourself, you do not have a pet or any other human being in with you, or you are at home trying to work from home with your family and your kids and everyone in the same household, or you're a stay-at-home mom or parent who is now like a full-time homeschooler teacher. And I commend you guys because that I know that I'm hearing it from other people that it's really tough to get up every morning and just know that your job is different now. You know, your purpose for your day is different than it used to be. And for me, I sincerely feel like I kind of have it I don't want to say easier, but it's a little bit easier on my mind and on my physical ability. Like every morning I have to get up for the same reason that I've always had to get up. You know, Taylor and I are both still working our normal schedules. And so, you know, it's almost, um, I think, a blessing that I still get up in the morning. I still put my scrubs on. I still, you know, have to do the things I have to do and go out and clock in and do my things physically at work and clock back out and then continue my day here at home. So, um, yeah, it's just a lot of changes, but it's, it's been working so far with a lot of adaptation, which kind of leads into the mental portion, right? Like mentally, I, I will admit that I have these moments. Work has been very stressful. Obviously everyone who's working right now is super stressed, but it's also been like, there's 20 more points to talk about every day. We have a meeting every day and every day it's changing as, as this whole thing is evolving. It's like, okay, what happened yesterday is no longer good enough. Now you need to also do this. And it's like additions, additions, additions. And every day it's, you know, the weight is just, you know, you feel it. You Mentally, you, you have to keep tabs of everything that you are expected to do. The standards are changing every day. The protocols are changing every day. Um, and so the morale at work, I feel personally, has kind of gone a little bit down. Things have gotten quieter. We're not talking as much. And if we do talk, honestly, it's a lot about, coronavirus it's a lot about oh did you hear this or oh I heard this and this is what's happening and oh this rule's getting put in effect tomorrow and that whole thing and so mentally it's kind of bearing down but um I've had to stop myself because I think after that right so I'm so happy that I get to socialize at work with other coworkers still and we still have the opportunity to kind of bounce off of each other's thoughts and processes of all of this and everything that's going on but then This week has been really challenging for me. I get in the car to go home and immediately I'm like, I want to stop at the store. I want to buy chocolate. And it's not like, (laughs) it's not a healthy amount. It's It's like a bag or an actual big bar. Yeah. it's. I'm I'm telling you guys, this isn't like, oh, that's cute. She wants chocolate. That's a problem. No, it's like, this is going to be, this is a problem because one, you know, coping with stress while escaping into food is not a good coping mechanism, but like... Yeah, I know that firsthand. <laughs> it's like the amount of chocolate that I want to intake is probably four or five servings of what, you know, the box or the ingredient label would tell you to eat. And I think that has a lot to do with like my mental just like stress, but I'm learning to like overcome that with going back to the physical side of... I don't need to eat that much. I don't need to pour a glass of wine right now. I just got home. It's only this, you know, it's only four o'clock. I can withhold and choosing to do something physically, which moving my body personally for me has a lot to do with like helping my mental health and my emotions and everything. Yes. Yeah, so on 
I'm on the same page with the whole the mental stuff. Now, my part, I'm glad and I'm very, very blessed uh, that the opportunity that we have with technology, again, going right back to it, a lot of my, you know, doctors and providers that I have to, that I used to go see face to face at the uh, Intrepid Center are now doing telecons, which helps me, you know, mentally, because I usually use um, surfing or attempting to surf as my uh, surf therapy which helps me mentally and allows me to just decompress while I'm in the water. Shout out to one more wave. <laughs> and now I can't do that. And I'm, I'm very, like I said, blessed that these doctors are going out there and still being able to reach us. Um, cause we have the choice and I have the choice to say yes or no, if I want it or not. And if I didn't, I don't think I, don't, I would be as stable as I am today. And the good thing about the mental side of the house uh, you got your brothers from your left and your right or your sisters, uh, wherever you work. And I have one at where I work today and uh, we're able to share and, and open up our mental stress and things like that, that we would normally open up, you know, during our other sessions. And we're, you know, sitting there privately and just bouncing off all the stuff that we needed to talk about, whether it's, you know, personal stuff, mental stress, work stress or just it's a lot of things and I can go on and on and on about it. But the good thing about it is we're able to balance that out, talk with one another and decompress the mental stress about it, you know, because it's everywhere. COVID-19 is everywhere. Family messages, news, papers and all sorts of stuff. And it doesn't help, especially when you're in the process of healing mentally and you still need that outlet. So uh, mentally, that's what we do, you know, share with one another, talk. Um, and then at the same time, I come home and talk to, you know, Reese and it's, 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 it's been beneficial and I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed about it and I'm very happy with it, especially my friends too, um, talking about a lot of stuff to decompress a lot of things because it is stressful. So I commend you, uh, all you guys out there that, that are doing the same, you know, and if you see other people struggling mentally, sit down and talk to them, you know, and, and that's all we can do. So during these times and in the long run, that one simple conversation will, will definitely help out. Yeah. I think that has a lot to do. Like that also benefits the emotional side of it. Like there's a mental emotional connection. I think for the, for those who um, are having a hard time coping or just want to like numb out and not feel what they're feeling, then there's a disconnect between the head and the heart. But for those who are like, available allowing themselves to be emotionally available and mentally available are able to share both of those in connection to one another to somebody else and then that really does I mean it does take vulnerability right to be able to share your feelings and just say like I'm not okay today like I I find that to be such a beautiful thing that I know some people still might see that as like weakness, weakness. yeah right? definitely yeah and especially, especially, and I'm I'm not putting like a, a label on anyone or anything, but especially in the military lifestyle, you know, it's like you are built to be courageous and strong and brave and none of that follows suit into saying I'm scared or I'm sad or I'm, I'm mourning the loss of such yeah. and such. We encourage it, especially as leaders. We definitely encourage taking a knee because it doesn't show any type of weakness, um, no matter what generation, but a lot of like, if we talk about, you know, past, you know, service members, World War II, Vietnam, I mean, they had a lot of pride and they never wanted to take a knee. And we see the 
the the effects of it. And now as they got an older and wiser, they're sharing it to us. Never be afraid to take a knee and talk about it. Because when it comes to the emotional side of the house, you want to be stable. And like I get, like you said, mental, spirit, and uh, physically. That's, it's just the foundations, the things that hold us up. Yeah. it. Uh, I just made me think of back to, of course, Bre- Bre- Brene Brown. I freaking, I love all her books. But where she talks about courage, right? And that basically avoiding a situation because you're unsure of what the circumstance or the outcome will be is making a fear-based decision, right? And so to avoid being vulnerable and saying like, hey, I, I'm i really struggling today. Like I'm, I'm hitting a low. I can feel it. Like I just feel really overwhelmed and sad and, and stressed, right? To avoid opening up and saying that avoids um, possibly having a positive outcome from that, being able to connect with somebody, right? But you're choosing out of fear. Oh, I don't want to appear weak. I don't want someone to judge me. I don't want I don't want all these other things or I don't know how they're going to react or respond to me. So I'm just not going to say anything. But she encourages us that like the most beautiful thing and the most strongest thing that you have in your body and your entity, I guess, is to be vulnerable and to choose courage, even in the midst of fear. So even though you have that fear of all those things, the judgment, the unknown um, reaction or response, the unknown like outcome, basically uncertainty, but to choose even in that moment to be vulnerable, to be open, to make the choice that would lead towards courage and allow whatever happens to happen, allow that person to judge you or allow them to respond. And who knows, like I said, they might respond in such a supportive way. Um, That's really what brings like the human connection to a deeper level is allowing ourselves to choose courage over fear. And I think right now it's it's a beautiful time to do that because honestly, if we're all being honest, we're not a, we're not always okay. Like, and it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say, hey, I am struggling today. It was so hard to get out of bed. I am still in my pajamas <laughs> as we speak right now. I mean, it's still early in the morning, but I, you guys, I'm in my onesie right now. And it's okay because today's my Saturday, technically. It's my day off and I'm relaxing, but you know, to just be honest and say, I'm, I need some encouragement or what should I do? I have a really good tribe of friends that, um, we have a group text and in a lot of it's just fun memes and fun little things like TikTok videos to watch because we all need that, that like comedic relief right now, right? We all need something that's just not heavy. That's just fun and light. But for one of the friends to just say, hey, you guys, I'm really struggling today. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm in a funk, basically. And for us to all to respond and give her advice or just give her encouragement, like that's a beautiful, beautiful thing that I think is coming out of this whole situation. But again, it's allowing it, it first has to come from you to allow yourself to be mentally and emotionally connected and acknowledge your own feelings like become aware of yourself first and then acknowledge that like you need to reach out and that's okay that's not a weakness that's a strength that shows the beauty of you that you're human we're all just human we're all just dealing with this the best that we can we're all trying to cope the best that we can and so yeah I think that's that's a beautiful challenge that's happening right now and we're all seeing how strong we are as people because we're all we're all the same, you know, (laughs) we all have emotions and it's totally normal for those emotions to vary throughout the day, to wake up one way and go to bed a different way. 
Oh yeah, I can I can contest to that one because uh, my left side of the brain, which is the emotion side, is very unstable, which is fine, and I take ownership of that. And um, but the biggest thing that you said was courage, right? And that goes into the spiritual side of the house, because when you are scared and you're nervous and or you fear something, courage right goes into uh, faith, and that's one thing that I noticed on the spiritual side with this time that we have keeping everything simple, I was able to, or I'm able to concentrate and, you know, slow everything down and start focusing on the spiritual side of the house, uh, on my faith. And that has helped out a lot, you know, uh, especially during the times, you know, like you share with all your friends, all the stuff that's happening to me, I would say a while back ago, that would make me scared. And then all of a sudden now emotionally unbalanced and I'm scared and all these decisions I'm going to make is erratical or it's emotionally based. But then on the spiritual side of the house, I was able to just to slow everything down, get back into a devotional and find that peace. And I was able to share that with my friends. And it's just been very, very way gooder than I was a couple of months ago and where I'm at today. It's been amazing. And that's one of the things that helps helps us out spiritually depending you know whatever your faith is come back into the basics and you'll you'll be able to find that you know those words those scriptures that get you right back on path of just having that courage emotionally which bleeds into having faith and you overcome that fear you overcome those nervousness because you know the foundation of where all the source comes from and, and that again that's my opinion you know that's what i see yeah yeah, emotionally, I've definitely been on my own little personal roller coaster. Like I wake up and I feel fine and everything feels normal. Like I said, I still have to get up to go to work. So it feels normal to me. But then I get to work and then throughout the day, it's like, wow, this is really sad. You know, um, <laughs> I I had to FaceTime a family member um, so that they could say goodbye to their loved one who was actively passing the other day. And in the moment, I was okay. In the moment, I'm watching this woman cry her eyeballs out and say all the things that she wanted to say to her before she left this earth. And I was okay during it. It wasn't until after I hung up and I walked back to the nursing station and I I was just like, wow, like that was really heavy. And, you know, what a terrible way to have to say goodbye, to not even be able to to you know, personally or physically be there for somebody. Um, I mean, thank God for technology, right? That's the bright side. But it was a really heavy thing for me. And the rest of the day, it was like it kind of just weighed on me. And, you know, there's a um, there's a lot of things that I could be sad about in, in the nursing field. You know, nurses deal with a lot of things. <laughs> so um, emotionally, we keep ourselves strong by knowing that, you know, having empathy and compassion, but not allowing that to affect us personally, right? Not taking on other people's emotion on us because that would just weigh every nurse in the world down to a point where they would, they would be depressed, right? I mean, if we, if we felt other people's emotions, if, if we took that responsibility. So, um, there's definitely a, a choice to, um, have that compassion and have that empathy and, but also, um, disconnect and realize that that's there that's them. And, and this is me. Um, but I felt it like I felt it after the fact and it was, it was hard. And you know, the rest of the day, like I'm trying to goof off and, and not like just trying to have some like <laughs> good 
fun conversation, joking about things in the world right now. Tiger King has been awesome. I finally joined the bandwagon. I'm a little late, um, but I, you know, just talking about fun things because emotionally I needed that like recharge. And I actually have been bringing in a speaker to play music at the nursing station because it just kind of, I don't know, it helps me. So I figure if it helps me, it can help other people to not just feel the funk of this quiet, sad, <laughs> I don't know, workplace. So yeah, emotionally, I'm on this roller coaster. You know, I wake up and I'm okay and then I'm sad and then I come home and I, and I fight the urge to eat a whole ton of freaking chocolate um, and sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing. And I, I choose to fight emotionally and mentally by doing something physically. And I think that's also something we're all having to be challenged by is to fight. This is not normal for any of us. This is not anything that we could have expected or prepared for in any manner of our entity, like not physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. We, we, we could never have known that this was coming in our lifetime. And I think it's all of us having to fight. And, and again, that starts with self-awareness of what am I feeling right now? What am I thinking right now? Am I thinking something that's fear-based or am I thinking something that's true? And if it is true, what can I do about it? Is there anything that will make this better? You know, and really analyzing ourselves and fighting for health. And like I said, in all aspects, all four ways of our of our entity is fighting because there is this spirit of fear that is coming in through all of us, through the news, through politics, through social media, through our <laughs> our own neighbor's judgment. Like there's so much fear coming into our lives right now and it's overwhelming and it can take over our mental health. It can take over our emotional health. It can take over our physical health. You know, if you're in so much fear, you become depressed and then you're just in this despair and why even work out? You know, it just, it can lead us down this terrible spiral. And so it sincerely for me, I have to fight, um, allowing myself to get stuck in this funk and so then I, like I said, I choose to do something physical and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Like I got my heart rate up and I'm doing something I really, really love and it brings me happiness and I'm smiling. And you know what? Yes, the world is out of control. I, I cannot control anything out there. However, I can control everything that I choose to do, believe, feel, act, all of the above. Yeah, so I agree with you. I mean, same thing. Perfect example. You know, physically, I'm super excited physically getting up out of bed and, you know, getting the laundry basket, walking all the way downstairs, <laughs> getting cardio in and Can you know, I get flexibility, that in putting it in the washing machine. Mentally, <laughs> I'm happy because I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't wait to continue, you know, helping the family out and keeping the house clean. Emotionally, I'm super excited and emotionally stable because I see the kids all happy waiting for the la the laundry to be complete so they can, you know prepare the physical side of folding everything and happily putting everything away and spiritually you know and then i go back and thanking god for all this amazing blessing that we have a family yeah and we're still together we're not at each other's throats yeah. and and we enjoy folding clothes <laughs> you know and that's uh, in a simple <laughs> by we <laughs> by we, we we mean i okay and all it's right. been cool yeah 
No, yeah. And I think that's a good point too. Honestly, I don't know if the kids understand. Like we've had a good <laughs> many like on the weekends, we kind of decompress and like sit down and have like little family meetings with the kids and just like an update. Okay, guys, this is what President Trump said today. And okay, guys, this is what the school district has said. You know, like we have these little check-ins basically. So I don't know if that's it or if they're just understanding um, the the levity of the whole thing. But they really have been doing well. Yeah, I think if you haven't done so, yes, the, the family meetings are great. And, you know, parents just take your time and individually talk to them. Because when they're together, or depending on how many kids you have, they usually feed off each other, you know, and when they start speaking. One starts laughing at the other and things like that get distracted. But I would definitely recommend taking some time and one-on-one -on -one conversations uh, if it's with your son or your daughter. And, and I've seen that help out a lot, um, especially my son. You know, he, he, he doesn't understand a lot of things because at, at one point I was letting him play and then, you know, you came along and we're like, hey, you need to stop letting him play because of A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to be the bad dude. And No, I had to be the bad dude. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, I, I came back and I took ownership of that and, you know, my decisions and I sat down and talked to him. You know, I explained to him why um, and what's happening around and then plus the physical, you know, side of the house and, you know, the things that he has to handle, you know, when it comes to his health, which also, you know, plays a big factor on, you know, if he gets, you know, um, if he ends up contacting somebody with uh, that type of stuff, you know, it, it hurts him a lot more yeah because so. he already has something respiratory yeah as a precondition anyway so it's yeah thanks you know we had to kind of we honestly he chose to break it down to him like hey we're doing this for your own good it's for your own health should you ever be around someone that gets it and you end up getting it you would need a lot more assistance medically basically so it was just i think it helped him be aware and like have a full you know an understanding of what yeah the and gravity then, of it is and then the fight stopped that's the yeah. best. That was that's when the key, you know we saw it you know kick in, everything linked, and he's like, okay, cool, but you still get those complaints. You know it's normal. I don't get that you're laughing. <laughs> what else are we supposed to do? And you're just like, um, yeah. draw. Yeah, I already drew a whole book. Write a book. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but seriously, um, the screen time fight with the kids is so great right now. But I've almost just kind of given up on not completely, but um, so this week, you know, Taylor and I are at work, normal days. Today's Friday, and we actually both got the day off, which is amazing, and I love it. Um, so Monday through Thursday was spring break, basically. This is spring break week. The kids had no homework, no assignments, nothing really educationally that they needed to accomplish. So they've been sleeping in every day, staying up late, and watching way too much freaking TV. However, yeah. they're they're what I mean by they're doing well is like on a normal basis, like, you know, siblings rival, they they fight, they have these arguments, there's power plays and all that stuff, especially with a girl who's older than a guy and that whole thing. And we haven't really, and I knock on everything, knock on wood, but I really think that they understand the levity of the whole thing because there's not, they're working together. Like they're choosing to do activities together. They're painting together or they're drawing together or they're playing, you know, Roblox or whatever on the computers together. And I think it's a beautiful thing of just showing that like in this time that we 
again, are unable to control everything outside of our homes, we sincerely are becoming more unified and closer connected to inside of our homes, those that are in our families. So they're doing really well. And I, I, I'm kind of hearing that from other people too. I mean, you know, you have your good days and bad days, just like we have our emotions that are roller coasters throughout the day. But um, for the most part, I'm really proud of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed right now. But um, yeah, on the spiritual side, so I totally agree. You know, it, it, I feel like those who have faith or some type of spiritual connection um, are choosing to exercise that even more so now than ever. Um, I find it very interesting that this event is coinciding with like Jewish celebrations and holidays that like for the entire time of Lent, basically, which is 40 days that um, everyone gave up liberties. You know, we all gave up our freedoms just overnight. Suddenly they were gone and, and we're still continuing that. And in a few days, you know, we'll be celebrating Easter and um, just all the, yeah, all the like the religious holidays, if you will, you know, we're Christians. So we, we, we celebrate um, Jesus. We celebrate Easter in that way. And it's just very, very interesting to me. I was even listening to, um, oh gosh, Wonderlust, the the yoga movement, because everything's closed down, they're doing it on like Instagram and stuff. And even like one of the, the yoga instructors was talking about how they've seen in the stars that um, 2020 was going to lead to a very drastic, great change, but they didn't know how it was going to happen, right? They didn't know how, but they knew it was coming and now they see what it is. And it's, it's about strength in us and like challenging us as humans, but also challenging us to become more connected to one another. And I thought that was so interesting, especially since on Passover, um, two days ago, it was a full pink moon. And I know I sound super hippie and that's okay, but it's, I don't, I don't personally think there's a whole lot of coincidence in life. I think that's that things happen in some type of order and sometimes we're aware of it and sometimes we're totally oblivious and it just happens. But um, spiritually, I find this whole thing interesting. And I, I do think in my faith, I, I personally believe that anytime something tragic happens in your life or something drastic happens in your life or something puts you on a standstill, like um, anyone who has a baby who's in the NICU, you're literally on a standstill or anyone whose family member is in the hospital and they're on life support, you're literally in a standstill. You are hoping on everything that is good that you will come out of this, you know, in a good way. And I feel like that's how all of us are. We're all in a standstill. We're all waiting. We're all ladies in waiting, basically. And we're doing our best to get through this time. Um, but I feel like any time that we're in that waiting phase, that that's God's way of getting our attention and saying, what, what are you going to choose to do? Basically giving us the opportunity to choose how we're going to respond in a time of drastic change, unforeseen circumstances, and uncertain future and waiting in the process. And I think that's this time right now is we're absolutely waiting to see what the next move is. But in the meantime, we're here and we are still, and it's almost like we're, we've all been put in this Sabbath, if you will, um, which is the day of rest, you know, every one day a week, we call it Sunday, um, the Jewish, uh, holidays actually on a Saturday, but you know, it's that day of rest. It's that day of recharging. It's that day of not doing anything, but putting your mind to something bigger than our human level. And I feel like this time is very much so giving us that ability and 
opportunity to put our minds and our our hearts basically into something bigger than us. So on a spiritual level, that's how I feel like, you know, prayer and all that stuff is um, relevant at all times, but even more so now considering all the current events. So I think it's beautiful too seeing people connect like that. I've seen lots of videos going around virally that are just showing people not even nowhere near one another, but like out on their driveways, like a neighborhood, everyone just came out on their driveway or out in front of their place and just like raises their hands and starts like praying or singing or something like that. And I just thought, wow, like we, we can't congregate at the building of the church, but we, the people are the church and look at how we are choosing to use this time. I thought it was really beautiful, but yeah, that's how I'm doing <laughs> on the spiritual side. It's just, there's a lot of interesting things that I'm like, I'm kind of curious, like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's going to happen? So it will be interesting. But yeah, you know, today's Good Friday and we're um, we're all home. So I think this is a beautiful time for us. I'm going to, you know, we're going to choose to use this time to spend um, some time kind of reading in um in the New Testament, just kind of reading the story basically of Holy Week and the in the Palm Sunday to to Jesus being crucified today and then leading up to Easter. But honestly, up until like a couple of days ago, I didn't even think about Easter. Like we didn't have a plan for what we were going to do. And everyone's like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm like, um, we didn't buy anything like food wise. We didn't purchase anything to make a big meal. We're not getting together, obviously, with anybody. So I was like, maybe a virtual like everyone get together and say happy Easter and maybe, you know, pretend that we're all in the same room together while FaceTiming each other. You know, we're all figuring it out. But I highly encourage everyone to like celebrate no matter what Easter means to you, but to take that time to choose this, to to choose joy, to choose something to celebrate, to be happy about, to um, look forward to. <laughs> we only get so many things right now to be happy about. And I think it's a beautiful way for us to celebrate. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. The simplicity of life. And that's one of the things uh, that we started seeing because with all the effects that, you know, this uh, outbreak has caused, here, because we could talk about base, you know, one day everything was fine. We knew about the, you know, the, the the coronavirus, and then the next day, social distancing, and we're still acting like everything was fine, and nothing can come our way to the next step of the health conditions where we start seeing: Do you have to come to work? You don't have to come to work. To the point where now we are now all wearing face masks, uh, you know, even in uniform, and that's us you know, getting a old t-shirt and cutting it up and then making that a, you know, face protection and what we call PPE, uh, personal protective equipment. I'm loving all the skivvy shirt demonstrations right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You start <laughs> seeing everybody, you got black, awesome. yeah, black mask, you got green mask. I mean, it's, it's a change, you know, especially where I work. I started seeing all these, you know, all the Marines, just all the students. Gator, gator necks over their face and the instructor yeah. teaching with the little mask on. And now it's now it, now you can see a big change, especially, yeah. you know, even at the stores. They're making an announcement every, I would say, 20 minutes. We went to the exchange and so I can go ahead and go purchase something real quick. But it was just like every 20 minutes. <laughs> the new rules are in force. Please put on your face mask. If not, really? bye. Yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a longer. Creepy. I just kept it simple. Yeah, but it's like everything. And then there was like two people that were in there, and two young kids. Um, I would say probably not kids, but you know, the twenties trying to purchase something, and all the workers are like, ugh. If you can hear the voice, but the face came with it too, like the eyeball. Like, why are you not Wait, wearing why? a mask? Oh, why are you not I wearing a mask? You. They didn't yeah. wear a mask, and they're looking well, around like, uh, are we supposed to be wearing it? And yeah, then I was gonna say care. it's kind of confusing though. So, like, San Diego started it last weekend, right? Like, they announced two days before at midnight on this day. Everyone, I thought it was San Diego County, and I heard Riverside County also, like, has to be mandated to wear a mask if you're going out in public. I think I overheard, and this is all hearsay, honestly, but I overheard that, like, if you're going for a run, you're exempt from that. Just keep your distance, basically, while you're in your neighborhood running. But it's been kind of confusing because technically on a base, you're not under the jurisdiction of the local counties. You're under the federal jurisdiction. So what happened to San Diego and what happened to Riverside? I kind of just took it as like, oh, yeah, we're under San Diego, so we go with them. But then it wasn't. It wasn't mandated for us that day. That was last weekend. And it wasn't mandated till like maybe three days later. And then they sh- they they sent you guys out that email saying like, as a, and it was like that day it was there was like very little warning it was like two hours of warning and like at today at this time you need to have a yeah, mask like, on by 12 you know it's i mean it's fine you know we're we're used to always uh definitely getting instructions and following the rules which is good you know but then there's still people that you know fight against it honestly. but that's what i mean it's like just... i feel like it's 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 confusing. Well, I don't know if it's confusing, but it's misleading, I guess, or something that, you know, living in a certain area, you go off of the the rules of that land. Right. So for us, it would be San Diego County. However, it's not. And then, you know, what was it like two weeks ago or something when this whole thing kind of really kicked off? It was like, OK, starting tomorrow, you guys are all going to work from home. And then, oh, just kidding. Next day. Nope. You're all essential. You're coming in like, you know, it's. Yeah, but every, every everybody's different, you know, yeah. and then everybody has their own instructions, which is. How it's supposed to be, you know, the our chain of command and everybody on top has specific instructions how they're supposed to handle it, which is on them. And yeah, yeah. everybody's different. Everybody has different schedule, which right. is which, which is a good thing because everybody's practicing, you know, the right way of doing business in order for us to continue, you know, serving our country. Right. Which is but I think that's where the confusion sets in because we're not blanketed over one single rule. So because everyone's different you know, people are making different decisions for different areas, then it's like, well, what do we go off of? But I didn't know that about the exchange that they were doing that. That kind of like, I don't know why, but the the movie Wally just like popped up in my head, like with a little intercom, just like talking to people. But yeah. And then like um, shopping at the commissary is a very, it's not, it's not crazy when you get inside though it's just like getting into the commissary it's like it's, it's like going to the process. club no process. yeah okay it's like going to the club with your grandma and then the bouncer just looks at you like the f what are you doing hey before you come in <laughs> she ain't coming in like that <laughs> yeah it's like before you so, come in uh fix yourself yeah if you don't have a mask on that's what they look at you like like pfft, what are you coming in? you ain't coming in here oh and crazy? don't forget to wash your hands they got the washing station oh okay so i have to vent this little tiff and i know i know that they fixed it because they have like those portable like the porter potty hand washing stations they had it outside of the commissary but i guess it was out of water so then no one could really wash their hands while they're in their six foot segregated line uh and so they had a container of lysol wipes 
And they just were like, okay, you got your mask, no reusable bags, which I'm personally very offended by. Just kidding. I totally understand it. However, I'm really sad about it because, you know, plastic is tearing up this land. But um, so you can't, so you have to have your masks on, you can't bring reusable bags on, and you must take a Lysol wipe and wash your hands with it. And she said it, and I looked at Taylor and I was like, those are not for your hands. Those are not, and it was like, it's a low tone of voice. It was just like that. Like, those are not for your hands. Those, those are not for your hands. And he's like, okay, I got you. I heard you. And, uh, <laughs> but the lady was like very adamant. Like everyone has to use the wipe before they can come in. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll go in the bathrooms exactly right when you walk in the commissary. It's like the bathroom's right there. I will go wash my hands gladly in the sink before I put that on my hands. And I'm like, I get it. They're, everyone's doing their best. And that's how I choose to see everything that's happening right now is that everyone's doing the best that they can with what they got. And obviously they don't have water and soap outside, so they've got Lysol wipes and so they chose to do that. But like also coming from the background that I have, I'm like, no, 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 no. That is not safe. That could cause chemical burns on someone if they have sensitive skin or if they're allergic to the ingredients. And they're like, that was never intended. And it says it on the bottle. That was never intended for your hands. So <laughs> it was kind of like weird. And then also you you show your ID um, at the beginning, just to even get inside the commissary. Everybody but, has to show their ID. Yeah, yeah. You can't have a family member that doesn't have one. They have to sit in the car and wait. So that's different because this, I mean, we have we lived at a different base where that was always the case. As soon as you walked into the commissary, you had to show your ID. It was kind of like Costco. You know, it was the same type of membership um, idea. But this commissary here has never really done that protocol until now and now it's outside but yeah every single person so i don't know if we even brought the kids in if they would let them come in or if they would have to show their ids or if they'd sit in the car but we have been leaving them at home anyway so we're good but it's just it's different and it's again it's rapidly evolving but um yeah and then the hospital even the hospital i mean obviously right you expect some changes there taylor went to the was it the pharmacy last week oh yeah it was a pharmacy hey you walk in and you know to your left you got the dude already armed up flak rifle and just staring at you and you're like uh dang hello escalation of force just staring at you trying to get your meds like mm. so you could definitely see the in increase of security yeah you know? but it wasn't even like you could only even go in the in the hospital into the pharmacy right like yeah everything's all, all yeah everything's now outside uh they got the tents the waiting room and once you go ahead and get your prescription uh started unless it's a refill but the initial one your id card they'll start the process and then they'll text you when everything's ready to go so it minimizes the wait time and, and it expedites the uh the process so you can go about your business and come back and pick it up yeah so like pretty much the hospital is like, no, you're like, and I've seen the tents are on the other side. So if like you need to go to the ER, I think that they're triaging outside in the tents first. And I think that's probably just to rule out, like if you're having any symptoms that are related to COVID um, before they allow you to even enter inside the hospital. So <laughs> a lot of changes pretty quickly, but we're all adapting and like sharing each other our knowledge. Like, oh, I heard this is happening now. So like, at least you have some type of mental preparation for what experience to expect because it's different yeah change but i um i wanted to cover some thoughts there are some things going out right now there are some tragedies happening right now where people are are reaching their all-time low and that's leading to a lot of sad decisions basically a lot of tragic um 
circumstances. I feel compelled, I think, to talk about some of the lies that we're being um, almost attacked with, if you will, that we're all just kind of thinking them, but then some of us choose to immediately reject it. Some of us choose to allow ourselves to think about it for a moment and then reject it. Or some of us allow us to think about it and then attach it to truth and follow suit off of that, whatever that means for them. So one of the lies that I've been hearing going around is just like, I don't know, there's like, there's no point right now. Right. And that seems so harmless, but really what is that saying? Like what the thing that I hear from that is like a lack of motivation, right? A lack of inspiration, a lack of drive. There's no point. What's the point? And that could mean, I mean, if we're going on a physical realm, then that could mean there's no point in exercising because even though I had my goals to rock a bikini this summer, I'm not even going to get to go outside. So <laughs> there's no point, yeah. right? It could be simple like that. But then it could be even, you know, on, a, on an emotional or mental level, on an emotional level, it could be a connection with somebody else. There's no point in even connecting with them or there's no point in talking to them. They don't even care about me or they, they don't, they are probably busy or they, you know, I, I'm a burden or that kind of thing. That's an emotional, like, issue with self-worth and all that but you're feeding into that thinking like there's no point and then you're missing out on a really good conversation that you could be having with someone which we all could use right now or you're missing out on a really just sharing a good moment and a connection with somebody else mentally I think the same thing like if you're just going there's no point I think it starts with mental right if you allow yourself to mentally agree there's no point then that's really sabotaging all the other aspects of you all the other choices that you'll make, right? It starts in the mind and it works your way throughout your body. But don't forget, here's one thing that I, I, I've noticed too on the spiritual side, you know, where people usually struggle with if all these bad things are happening, you know, what's the sense of believing? And that kind of hurts your spirits, but yeah. the one thing is, you know, that's a lie. That's the, yeah. the battle that you have to overcome because all the four things that we mentioned, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and spiritually, the lies will come in and they'll overcome and battle them and you know break that foundation down. But let's face it, we know a lie is a fib. We know the lie is not the truth. And what's the truth out of it all? And the, the great part about it is there is always a point. Your life continues, but the only thing is change. Just like a tree. A tree drops its leaves throughout the seasons. But guess what? The tree's still there. And the, mm -hmm. and the leaves grow. Mm -hmm. different changes different colors and then that's the best thing because physically it's still there mm -hmm. mentally it's still doing what it's supposed to do and producing you know beautiful branches and beautiful oxygen that comes out and then the emotional side of it we as humans get to look at the tree and like mm, that's a beautiful tree you know <laughs> if, if you like and you know tree tree gazing yeah you know? <laughs> if you love looking at trees but you know if you look at them you got like the ropes with the tires i see one down the street where, where one of the fathers put one up for the kids to play but the tree's doing his thing but what makes that tree so strong the roots right and i think if we're i mean if we're going to go down the road of comparing ourselves to trees which is a beautiful analogy that we have to stay rooted in the truth that we believe because at all points throughout this experience, we're being challenged by that. Our, our belief system, our values are being challenged. And so if we stay rooted in what we believe and what we know to be true, then we're going to be able to withhold the winds that are coming our way or, you know, someone trying to come and just break off a branch, you know? Yeah, but when that, br that branch breaks, guess what it does? It grows another one. 
because it learns not yeah. to grow downward. It grows upward. Yeah. So that's the the amazing part of it is just knowing that, you know, having that awareness, take a step back and look at it all. Yeah. If you've heard certain things, you know, you're, you got an ugly toenail. <laughs> uh, okay, cool, man. I get it. In your opinion, it's ugly. And that's your lie, you know, and then you start feeding into it. Like, do I really have ugly yeah. toenail? It's crooked. Oh, yeah. oh man, I, I shouldn't get that. I should have a pedicure. <laughs> but the truth is the toenail is doing its job. Yeah, okay. you might have an ugly toenail, but guess what? It's your toenail. Take ownership of it. Yeah. Know it. Love it. And that emotional, you know, have a connection with that toenail. Start talking to it here and there and make it grow properly. Yeah. <laughs> I might go off the wall with this, but, you know, it's just a, it's, you can make the cool things happen. You know, have be healthy. That's the biggest part is just be healthy about it and, and, and not let those things feed you. Well, yeah. And that's what I mean, even even in a toenail situation, it's like. You have to know your worth. You have to know your value. You have to love yourself more than anyone in the world loves you. And that has to be enough. Or you have to know that you have a uh, person of... Well, I don't want to say it has to be. It is enough. It is enough for you to love yourself. It's, yeah. It's, it is right. enough. Right, right, right. Because that's coming from, otherwise, if you're seeking love from other people, if you need that acceptance from other people, then you're seeking for validation from other people. And then you're doing things to receive that acceptance, to receive that validation, which is going down a road of people pleasing. And you're trying to find the right attention from other people or the right love or what love feels like. You want to feel that from someone else when really you could just be loving yourself. And allowing yourself to accept yourself and allowing yourself to validate your feelings in the moment and allow yourself all of these things. And when that person comes and kind of disses you and it's like, hey, that's ugly. You'd be like, all right, that's cool. In your opinion. Right. Like that's, you know, you think that way. That's cool. But I think I'm beautiful and that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do believe that right now we are being attacked on a multi-level way. And it really is challenging us to see our strength, to choose to stay rooted in what we believe to be true and what we value in our personal life, in our family life, and then, you know, what we want in this whole life. But yeah, I, so I, I know I keep referring back to Brene Brown, I'm sorry, but I'm still in the middle of one of her books, Dare to Lead, and that's why. But I was reading this passage and she goes, she's talking about cynicism and sarcasm, basically, right? Like sarcasm sincerely is self, self-protection. Um, but she talks about this theologian, Rob Bell. He says, despair is the belief that tomorrow will be just like today. That is a devastating line. And she goes on, but I just, I read that and I read it like three times and I was like, holy crap, that is literally what we are fighting against right now. For those that are stuck in their houses, they're not leaving. Every day is the same as yesterday. They're still wearing the same clothes from two days ago because what's the point, right? There's no point leading up to that. Um, I just, I, I it hit me like, wow, we are sincerely a people fighting against the lie of despair, fighting against that depression that could co that could sincerely overwhelm us and overcome us if we allow it to by giving into what's the point there's no point yet tomorrow's going to be just the same as today and there's nothing to look forward to 
So I feel like to um, fight or attack back on that lie is to know that your life is continuing the same as it always has. Your heart is beating the same as it always has. You are moving the same that you always have, but just under different circumstances, under different conditions. It's different, but that doesn't make it worse or bad. That just makes it different. And allow allow yourself to just accept that. There is a point. Getting up in the day, if that makes you feel refreshed, getting up, showering, doing your hair and makeup, getting dressed, if that makes you feel like you're prepared for the day to take on whatever comes your way, then continue doing that regardless of what your day's activities or schedule looks like. Do the things that allow you to see that there are there's a reason, there's a point for you to do that. But also create some reasons for you to look forward to. Create something that like is exciting to you or your family. Like maybe it's cooking together. Maybe it's baking something for the first time, trying a new recipe you've never done before. Maybe it's all trying yoga for the first time or doing an activity that you've just always wanted to try but never had the time. Well, now you've got all the time, but something to look forward to, to get yourself and your kids and your family excited about. That's um, that's what we need. You know, I, I agree. I don't want to think that every day is going to be the same and I don't want to live in a world, you know, like Groundhog's Day where every day is the same. And so we have to do something, act. We have to act upon something to fight that lie and not accept that lie to be true. And that's really oh, what I forget what podcast we were listening to, but they were talking about that. Like you don't have to believe everything you think. And I think that's such a powerful thing for people to realize that your thoughts are simply rebounding off of other thoughts, other people's thoughts, your experiences, other people's experiences that they've shared, everything that you've intook in your in your life. It's like your mental bank and your thoughts come to you, but you don't have to believe that every thought you have is true. If you think something and it makes you question it and question it to the point where you can really rationalize is this is this real is this true or is this just me being afraid is this just me not feeling good enough right now is this just me feeling sad is this just me feeling disconnected from everything and needing some connection asking yourself those questions I think are so so valuable the second lie which I'll let Taylor say this one. Oh, but um wanting everything to go back to normal and uh that's one thing that we know just look around us i think what we thought or what we had a you know our normal routines it's not going to be the same again and that's one thing that we have to understand to accept um how we used to interact may change a little bit how we used to cons- you know think about doing social settings or just living you know risk free is something that we might have to change. The rules are going to be implemented in every different state, in every different county, and that's a change. But you have to understand that things will never be the same again. Uh, and I totally think of the Frozen song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen Frozen, I'll kind of it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not. The beginning of the movie kind of shows like they're just so happy, everything's so perfect, they don't want anything to change ever. And then, you know, midway, there's obviously some issue and everything changes completely. And so Kristen Bell sings this beautiful ballad where she says, like, she realizes everything will never be the same again. 
And I feel like that's exactly where we are right now. But change is always a good thing. And that's one thing that you have to look on the brighter side. Things will, won't be the same, but change comes around. And with change means growth. Mm-hmm. And growth is a positive thing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's in a positive thing when it comes to how we have to handle life. And you'll see the friendship uh, that you have grow because of these things that have occurred. If you look at it, yes, currently we can't be all hanging out. Is that a good thing? Eh, it's not. It's, it's pretty it sucks. Okay. It does. <laughs> and, but when everything goes back to, you know, not so restrictive, the truth is, that growth that you have because you were, you know, bonding virtually or just messaging or calling is going to create a stronger bond, which, yes, it's not going to be the same like it was before because you still got to, you know, elbow each other and practice the five with the COVID until everything, you know, disappears. But yeah, but I even think, I mean, we again, we're we're ladies in waiting. We're all just sitting pretty seeing what the next move is and we don't really know how long this will go on for you know we can remain optimistic i personally am definitely a pessimist so i'm like oh yeah i'm just gonna mentally think that the kids will go back to school in january 2021 because that sounds possible and also if that doesn't happen and they end up going you know in the fall time i'll be pleasantly surprised rather than like very disappointed (laughs) and vice versa but I think even when we do get to the point where this is over, where the quarantine is undone and we're allowed to interact with one another, whatever that means, again, we don't know if we're waiting for just the the um, bell Numbers curve, to, yeah. yeah, for the bell curve to flatten or if we're waiting for a vaccination for everyone, you know, it's hard to know what because there's so much being kind of just thrown around. Everything's in limbo. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, but also just like the things that you're the knowledge, like the articles that are coming around, like, oh, we're waiting for this or we're waiting for that. Or, you know, Trump says that we're going to go back real soon. Everything's going to remain, you know, it, it, we don't know. Anyway, there's just so much um, information overload, basically, is I guess is what I'm trying to say, that we don't really know what to base our belief system off of or what we should really hope for. But even when that does happen and the quarantine is over and we are able to interact with one another Everything will not go back to the way that it was before because we are all going through a trauma together. We will all have the same battle scars. We will all have the residual, if you will. Again, I'm, you know, I'm respectful to PTSD or PT or whatever you want to call it, PTS now. Um, But we will all have the scars from the same post-traumatic situation. And that is what this is. You know, we're right now we're allowing ourselves, hopefully we're allowing ourselves to feel the sadness, the mourning of loss, you know, and the disconnect from other people, the loneliness. We're allowing ourselves to feel that and we're fighting against it by saying, yes, I do feel this. And that's valid. If you do feel that, don't feel like that's wrong. Don't feel like that's a sin or that's, you know, you shouldn't be feeling that. That's valid. And you deserve to feel that way. You also deserve to feel connection. You also deserve to feel together. You are not alone. If you are feeling that way, one, you are not alone. The entire world is feeling it with you. Um, but there's, you know, things that you can do by reaching out to a friend to counteract that. But even when this is all said and done, we will never be the same. We will all be talking about 
how life was like during the quarantine. We will all refer to it. And it'll be probably something we talk about that hap- like as if it was a very short term. But in the midst of it, it feels like it's going on forever. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of, I mean, you know, it's, it's like any other major world event, you know, like Pearl Harbor. People who lived during that, you know, they were never the same. That was something that was traumatic for them. And even if you weren't alive, you heard about it. You heard about World War II. You heard about what happened. Um, so I think that it's it's unrealistic and it's kind of a lie to think that like, oh, I just want everything to go back to normal. Your job may not go back to the same expectations and standards that it had before the quarantine. It might not. Your job might be very, very different when you go back. Your life might be very, very different when everything else resumes back. Normalcy might not look as normal as it did before. It might feel pretty foreign or different. And that's okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I think we just need to allow ourselves to have an open mind towards what life will be like after, but also have an open heart to all the emotions that are happening during this time that we're all feeling this together. Yeah. And and then one thing... One of the lies I know, because you're you're stuck in your house, you get to that mental breakdown and you hear that voice in your head that says, I can't do this anymore. I really can't. Guess what? It's a lie. Just be aware of it uh, because look what you have done so far and you're going to continue doing it because you can do this. You are doing it. You are doing what you need to do both, you know, all four of them, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. You figured it out. You know, and if you haven't, look a little bit deeper. And I think you are doing it because you're you're still there. You're still present. You're still doing what you need to do. You're still feeding yourself. You're doing it all. All right. I know there's sometimes that, again, we keep on hitting it up over and over and over again. The fears, the lies and all that good stuff. It's you're still doing it. All right. And you're overcoming it because you're strong mentally and all of them physically emotionally and spiritually you're doing it you're 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 the best as you can be and more and then some and you're the best parent you know or brother or sister or whatever your role is at at this moment you are i don't want to sound you know uh the bad word but you're you're a badass okay simple as that (laughs) you're a badass yeah let's just let's just let's just take it as it is yeah no i think i think that's totally acceptable and I don't even care that there's an explicit in this podcast. No, um, I think, again, during this whole trial, in the times, in, in the trials and tribulations of anyone's life, that's where they get to see their own personal strength come out. And if they don't feel like they have the strength, that's where they get to um, rely on outside sources of strength, whatever that means for them. And I'm And I'm talking about like, help from a friend, encouragement from somebody else, a connection with someone else or another entity, you know, seeking a higher uh, source of power than themselves and allowing that that strength to infiltrate their life to show that even when they are weak, there is something that is strong in them that allows them to continue every day. And so you are, you are strong. You can do this along with everything that you are doing Give yourself some grace, first of all, because no one has this figured out. We're all adapting. Every day is something, a new challenge, basically, to overcome. 
but you're capable and you're able and you are doing it. And it doesn't matter whether you feel like you're being successful or you are sucking at it, you are doing it. And that is the beauty of it. Whatever you need, if you feel like you need something, right? If you feel like I need help, I need to talk to somebody, I need to hear someone give me some advice, hit up a friend, find a therapist, talk to somebody. If you feel just like a lack of motivation to get up in the morning, get your booty up, tell yourself you're going to go do something and and do a, a physical activity. There is nothing more stimulating to your mind that will connect to your heart by than just moving your body. Physical activity fires off so much in your brain and it really does make those connections better for you as a person to become stronger. So if you're starting to get into that like really just sad, depressed mode of like, I just, I don't, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to lay in bed. I'm going to watch some Netflix. I'm not going to, no, you done that. You've been there. It's over. If it's been three weeks of Netflix, it's been three weeks of sitting and binging and eating and all that stuff. <laughs> get your booty up and do something. Think about some things that you would like to achieve in the house maybe. Maybe it makes you feel good to organize something in your home or maybe you have these goals for later. You can do this. You can do this and you are not alone. You are so normal. Your feelings are so normal and so valid. Be honest with yourself and be honest with others. If you need to reach out, do so. But I, I know that this is super overwhelming and people at the end of the day are starting to binge eat and starting to binge drink. And we were talking about how like the sales of alcohol have gone up like 55% in the past few days. I don't blame you guys. I get it. It's stressful, but you can do it. And you don't necessarily need to rely on those other coping mechanisms, right? I mean, we all have our comforts. Food is a great one, obviously. My chocolate is a, is mine. Um, but you can do it. You are strong and you are valued. I agree. Well said. Well said. <laughs> so on this Good Friday, as I raise my glass of water in my onesie, I hope you all have an amazing day, an amazing weekend, that your Easter is filled with laughter and love and full bellies and fun and the kids are just enjoying it and that everyone's just oblivious to what's happening out in the world but just focusing in on themselves and what they're able to do to celebrate together celebrate each day make something to look forward to every day continue to stay hopeful and grateful in all the things that you have and give yourself grace guys we're all in this together yep and if, and a good quote to finish with is um comes from a guy named Michelangelo. He's a green friend of mine. He said, a wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for a late pizza. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with your friends. And you guys, let's rock this voluntold life.